Hello, gentlemen. This is Abraham Lincoln, calling from the great beyond. Every year, all October, people visit haunted houses. They break out Ouija boards and hold seances. They talk to mediums. Media, listen. If you go to a seance and there are two people leading it, that's a multimedia experience. What I'm getting at here. In October, in general, people are out here trying to contact the dead. And on behalf of the dead, I can say that we very much appreciate it. But as November 1st rolls around, everybody forgets all about their dear departed loved ones. We're part of your lives again for a fleeting moment. But then it's back to old photo albums and musty memory boxes. Good thing Prince is here with us now. Things got a whole lot funkier on the other side when he showed up. But I digress. We'd like to thank the Telefriends for delaying their spooky Halloween-themed episode till after Halloween. It allows us, the dead, to enjoy your enthusiasm for just a bit longer. Stay precious, my dudes, and God bless the Union. supposed to do we shut it down shut us it down my man <laughs> it's been a while man yeah um, buddy i mean we've seen each other kind of a lot but it's been a while since we gotten the old studio 3.0 spread it out yeah, this is a kind of a good place to do this. Mm-hmm, honestly, this sure. reminds me of being in the library. Yeah, but yeah. I don't have to worry about someone masturbating behind me <laughs> as much. Welcome to the Telefriends Halloween Spooktacular. Uh oh, we can't call it a spooktacular, probably. No. What would we call it? Uh, Halloween, like oh, they're all they've all been done. Like, we're not going to think of a new scare pun. What if we're the hella friends? <laughs> what? <laughs> Take that back, gory. The telefiends. <laughs> Wait, a Simpsons it up. I mean, look, we got to do something. We got to try. We got to like these people uh, are are fucking you know waiting to hear our voices, and we mm. got to at least feel like we tried. Mm. Oh, speaking of, um, let's talk about it for a second. I uh, I know that me personally, you as an individual. I have received a great deal of positive feedback from our last episode, mm. a very special episode of Telefriends. An unexpected episode of Telefriends. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's been really nice, a real outpouring of- uh, Like a lot of positivity. Yeah, outpouring of support. Not one you a bitch. Not a single- <laughs> Well, my wife. Right. But that was a weird way for her to wake me up too. <laughs> Every morning. I don't know if it's related to the glass show. Glass of water in the face. <laughs> I don't know if it's related to the show or not, but she did wake me up that way. I I mean, so the thing about it is like that episode was a very a very Casey episode of Telefriends and And your jealousy kicked in. Yeah. So of course I was like, I have to murder you. Um No, it was like I, what I'm saying is I was surprised at how much feedback that i got i'm like i'm not even the no man it's a two-headed it's thing. a team i'm saying but i yeah. I'm, I'm sure you heard a lot from a lot more people it was kind well, of no. a coming out episode for you is the thing people always do the same thing did you say big boys do the same thing big boys do the same thing <laughs>
where people want to say nice things. Yeah. But when you're talking about something that makes people uncomfortable, yeah. they're not quite sure how to do it. Right. Without like they don't want to feel pandering. They want to do it. So I so I got a lot of people who are like, that was a really good interaction between you and Bo. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. That's uh, funny. Good interaction. That's good that's good interaction. Yeah. The thing is for this week, for this Halloween special, which we're really gonna try to get out. Lickety shit. <laughs> We uh we we put out a prompt. Scarebo. Yeah, and the prompt was like, "Can you give me the? I don't watch scary movies. Yeah, because uh, I'm too easily scared. Yeah, you so, don't like you don't like this creepy in the crawlies. I don't. I like don't sleep that night. Anyway, we put out this uh prompt that was like, Bo hasn't seen any scary movies, so fucking call in with a recap of uh the scariest movie you've ever seen. Let's scare Bo to death. Okay. We got a lot of calls. Excellent. Nobody followed this prompt. Well, here's the thing. A prompt is just a prompt, man. It's just a thought starter. <laughs> it almost never. Yeah. No one ever listens to it. No. <laughs> ever. But it makes everybody want to call. More. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. That's that's the yeah, idea. For sure. Some people got close. Some people got close. Hey, my spooky dude. It's Rachel here. <laughs> that's good. Spooky dudes. I'm into it. Right. Uh, so I'm actually firmly in Bo's camp of not really watching scary movies. They're not my cup of tea, although uh, my fiancé super into horror movies. Good for him. Um, but there is a play that I've seen that I think fits this bill pretty well. Uh, it's called With Great Difficulty, Alice Sits. It's called With Great Difficulty, Alice Sits. Uh-huh. I think I've heard of this. I have not. And it takes place over a couple of scenes. And the first thing you see is uh, an actress come out who's, like, playing a pregnant woman and has trouble sitting down into an armchair, picking stuff off the floor. Like, your wife's been pregnant. You've probably seen the stage of pregnancy, right? Uh, Yeah. And somehow... I like these, like... Yeah. First of all, Rachel, once again, shot out of a cannon. Second of all, I like these, like... You know, you know, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, like yeah. she's doing a little crowd, crowd work. work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so. this crowd of two. <laughs> she never gives birth, and as the play progresses, her stomach just gets bigger and bigger and bigger till it's like twice the size of her body. Whoa. It's humongous. She like cannot walk. Um, there's a ghost child haunting the house that like uh-huh. sits on the belly and jumps on this woman. And it's just like, you can't move. You can't Fuck. like do anything. She's totally obscured by this giant stomach. And yet she's supposed to keep like doing her normal routine of trying to pick something up off the floor and like sit down and give her husband a jacket or something, and get your own jacket. The idea no, she's of very being pregnant. pregnant but never giving birth Just is terrible. getting bigger and bigger. Like yeah. no, thank you. This doesn't sound great. Uh, and- do you think to create this special effect in the theater? Do you think they brought in Weird Al to consult? Ah, uh, they had to. And That's in the I'm business. Sure. <laughs> Who knows? Who would know better? Yeah sure i had like a weird dream the night i saw it but i wonder like it felt like the opposite of how i feel pregnancy often goes in horror movies where the horror is like what you give birth to and not the not giving birth so yeah let's know what y'all think about that as people 
who don't have babies. We do have babies. Physically, you know what I mean? Oh. Anyway. Bye. We, we didn't give birth to our B. baby. Thanks, Rachel. Uh, that does sound scary. Could you be scared in a like a theater where plays happen? It feels like there's something about <laughs> the spectacle and immediacy of that spectacle. Yeah, that, like, experiencing kind it with of others. takes me out of. Yeah, uh, like it's, a it's like the same thing. Like the scariest things I've ever seen, like on TVs and movies and shit, has never been like at a movie theater or like watching with friends. It's some weird fucking thing I've stumbled across by myself <laughs> on the internet, like way too close to the thing. It's hours since I should have been asleep. Okay, that's when it's scary. Because. Because you're all by yourself. Because you had a moment of tricking yourself of removing the layers of between you and the thing you're looking at. Right, right. Like, uh, reading about real serial killers is scariest when you're home by yourself. For sure. At night. Like, that's that's that scary sucks. shit. I kind of think that, like, when you're watching a TV show or looking at a computer screen or something, it's mm-hmm. like a window into another reality. And so there's something about being in a play for me where I feel like, well, yeah. I'm obviously in a play. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, which sounds weird. It feels like it would be easier to, the other way around, like watching someone physically go through a thing. Mm-hmm. But I think I wonder if that's it would give you too much of how are they doing this kind of yeah, feeling. Maybe. You know. Maybe. You wouldn't saw the 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 wonderful wizarding play of Harry Potter more. I did. Were you just spending the whole time going, how they did that? Or were you like, I spent, that's cool story, let's go. I spent the entire time I was in that th- theater, I was just racked with guilt the yeah. whole time I was there. It, the, like the whole time I was there. Literally any other person in the world would be more interested in this. Than yeah. 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 I got, have yeah. we told this story? Like I got fucking lottery seats to the fucking premiere of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in London, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm only kind of a fan of this. <laughs> like... Hello, friends. It's a very sleepy man in the field, Mike Yoey. Dude, shot on, back into a cannon, this guy. Fishman. I just finished an extra long shift at a haunted house where I get paid minimum wage to scream at people who are ungrateful. <laughs> I mean... Now, I want to describe to you three scenes from three different movies each of which I find particularly chilling or unnerving. Scary movie. I'm not scared by scary movies either. Um, I'm more unnerved than anything else. Um, but okay. here we go. And also, this isn't saying that these movies are any good. I'm just saying that, you know, the scenes from them that, you know, that I don't want to say kept me up at night, but, you know, before I close my eyes, I'm like, hmm, I'm thinking about that. <laughs> Do me a favor real quick. Could you hit that light switch, that on-off? Let's get, let's get dark in here. Let's... Oh, shit. So the first one is actually on Netflix. Uh, Gerald Doom, adapted from Stephen yeah. King's uh, work. Okay. It's a, about a woman who uh, is chained to a bed. I'm just closing my eyes, getting trying to get okay. in the zone. And is left there alone. There's way more to it than that, but whatever. Okay. And there's a scene at night where she's stuck in this bed in the middle of nowhere. Sucks. And like you hear the front door opening and you hear footsteps coming in and you know she's completely alone. And the concept of that is fucking terrifying to me. The idea that you're immobilized. I I have sleep paralysis with with some regularity that are um, accompanied by auditory hallucinations. Um, Never never (laughs) visual, but always auditory. I often hear people coming in my front door. Um, 
it's fucking terrifying. It's the worst. I that I only sucks. I only have phone hallucinations. <laughs> what what is what is that? Where I think my phone's buzzing in my pocket all the time. What? So I think what Mike is talking about is hypnagogic 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 ooh, hallucinations, ooh. which I also experienced. I'm with you, Mike. Uh, they they are they do suck. That sounds like a bummer. I've developed a thing oh. similar as I've gotten older. Cool. Which I believe is a deterioration of my mind. Good. Where if I start to get tired, uh-huh. I start. You get angry. This is gonna get weird. Okay. I see bugs. No. Like out of the corner of my eye, Stop. the edge of something, piece of the corner of the table. If I just move my head and, I, and like at the right angle, it'll yeah. look like a bug for a second. Whoa. And it's got to the point where I don't react to it as much anymore because I'm used to it. Whoa. So when it is, is a bug, it's exciting shit. Have you looked into it at all? No, I don't want to know why I'm doing that. You don't want to no, know why you're no, doing no, no. that. And if I'm well rested and like feeling good, uh-huh. it doesn't happen. You're basically, you're bugging. Straight bugging. <laughs> Second one would actually be the uh, paranormal activity. That okay. scene where she's just fucking standing next to the guy's bed, staring for hours. That's terrifying. The idea that you're like being being watched at night. Yeah. That's really fucking scary. Um, and then. Uh, Thanks for calling from your underwater chamber, by the way. It's cool that he can call from the bottom of a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Similarly. Um, I know what his third one is. Salem has a scene with a harlequin baby, oh. like a giant harlequin baby, like That's at wrong. the foot of this person's bed, and like just staring and like wrapping its fucking whatever like tendrils around. It's disgusting, and the idea that you wake up and at the foot of your bed is like some disgusting thing just staring at you. So Mike suffers from sleep paralysis, and like all of these so far are very like sleep paralysis adjacent. Yeah. Spooks, scares. How do you, what do you say? What? Spooks. No. Scare em ups. <laughs> Scare em ups. There you go. And last would be a movie called. Um... What do you think it is? Is this where you're at a restaurant with your friend and it's your birthday and you don't tell the people it's your birthday, but your friend's like, hey, everybody, it's his birthday? Shit. This happened to Mike on Monday. Happy birthday, Mike. Did you do that to them? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Fuck, I can't remember the name of this fucking movie and time's going to run up before I figure it out. Uh, a bunch of dudes go on a fucking hike in Sweden, and they get lost in the woods. And this scenes that they're just lost in the woods, that's a genuine fear of mine, being lost in the woods. Because if you're lost really far in the woods, you're just fucking dead. Nobody's going to find you. And like in all directions. What are you saying? You're, you're fine if you're lost in the woods? You'll be all right. <laughs> so there's trees in all directions. And you just uh, it's just there's something about those scenes uh, in that movie that I can't remember the fucking name of. Casey's got to fucking help me out on this one. Nothing. Dude's lost in the woods. I don't know, fucking Predator. <laughs> Is that what Predator's about? What was that movie with, like, Seth Green and Dax Shepard? Gone Paddling? Something. <laughs> Maybe it was that one. <laughs> was it based off the video game where you're, like, right side, left side paddling? <laughs> Remember that? It was called something like Gone Fishing. Or... Yeah. Was... How did they make such long careers out of shitty things is what i don't understand yeah man what the fuck why do you know who seth green is because he made a bunch of shitty shit yeah like man. fucking can't hardly wait and gone paddling and like <laughs> and uh yeah it was just fucking very unnerving <laughs> i don't mean to cut you off but it is sort of late we got to get through these things. Yeah. <laughs> but i'll tell you what the scariest thing of all is okay the scariest <laughs> thing that i've really seen or heard in um you know in, in recent times is that Taco Bell is discontinuing the toasted cheddar chalupa. 
It's leaving us. It's overrated. It's the fucking best item that they've had since the goddamn quesarito. And you know how much I love a fucking melty, cheesy, beefy, motherfucking mm. quesarito. So you understand how much this breaks my goddamn heart. <laughs> I'm leaving. Tell friends. I'm hanging up. Just know that this man's heart is broken. And it's stole torn asunder by the lack of the toasted cheddar chalupa <laughs> at participating Taco Bell restaurants. Oh, Mike, I'm sorry for your loss, homie. I feel confident, though, that Taco Bell's going to introduce a new, cheesier, beefier, greasier thing. Mm-hmm. Crustier. Yeah. Conier. There's a few things you can count on. Taco nuggets. That's what's coming, by the way. Oh, really? I'm in. I just made it up, but it sounds good. What they should have is like... What they should have is fucking, like, taco dumplings where the fucking case, like, the wrapper, the dumpling wrapper is Dorito, Mm -hmm. and the inside is fucking beef and cheese. Yeah? Yeah. I would eat so many of those. No? Taco dumplings. Well, yeah. But that's not that different from my taco nugget idea. No, I'm saying this has a case. (laughs) (laughs) I was was trying to yes and you. So there's a few things you can count on as a as a as a as a co-host of Telefriends. One of them is that Ross, Big Ross, Big Ass Ross, is going to entirely miss the point. <laughs> so I'm going to nominate uh, Showgirls right off the bat. All right, all right, all right. Because it is scary bad. Okay. Uh, such that it remains one of only two movies. Where I, I walked out, I actually saw it in the theater. I was—I just barely made the NC-17 legal age cut, and despite my adolescence one-track. My, uh, all right, sorry, I'm I'm on uh, the road, and that was the the, the Google Map lady. Uh, okay, so. Uh, oh, I thought you movie. pulled over to the side of the highway before you called. <laughs> That's what the joke I was going to make. <laughs> but no. I uh, left in the middle of it, and the only other, uh, I, I think she, okay, at the beginning, she loses the, the female protagonist. She loses her. Protagonist is funny. Her luggage. You're shaking your head like it's not Don't funny. Protagonist is funny, dude. <laughs> and it just goes downhill uh, from there, I'm afraid, in more ways than one. The only other time I want to say that I... Uh, Does he think going downhill is like sexual innuendo of some kind? Uh, he wouldn't know. Is it? <laughs> Left the movie early was when I was I was six years old or so. All I lived and breathed and knew was Star Wars. And so when I saw an ad in the paper for The Last Starfighter, I assumed, great, uh, next Star Wars... Where do I sign? So my mother took my, uh, my, me and uh, my wee little brother to go see this movie. and Little Ross. And, Bigger Ross. Uh, did not, uh, the Last Starfighter is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a great movie. Get what we, what we bargained for. Uh, this is a tradition. Not- no, you got a much better fucking movie than any Star Wars movie. Mm. It- not a, a horror movie per se. 
Uh, and yet, at all. Told me because in the first like five minutes, you have this uh, 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 alien in uh, human clothing in a uh, with a. You're an alien in human clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I relate to your experience. Spaceship that resembles a Ford Escort and picks up our male protagonist. Uh, I think you only get one. Can't, can't go down that well twice. Mm-mm. To give him a lift to, to God knows. This is what we should do. We should just like do punch up on Ross's calls. From here. <laughs> we need to get a whiteboard in here. <laughs> yeah. and, like diagram the shit. Slashing, slashing, <laughs> slashing marks. Where, and uh, he removes his eyeballs. Um, which what if he calls? Uh, is, and starts talking about showgirls. Uh-huh. They'd be disappointed. He starts describing it. And it turns out he's talking about Chinatown. Whoa. Wouldn't that be funnier? That would be way funnier. <laughs> if he just set it up as though it was, was showgirls and then just started describing Chinatown, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Maybe do that next time. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just, which is disconcerting uh, for, for the, the chauffeur to remove... The organs that uh, it sounds like he's looking for directions, <laughs> like he's actively talking while also looking for what hotel he's supposed to be staying <laughs> like at. He's got like a yeah. MapQuest yeah. printout. <laughs> he's like the end of a road trip where he's like at the beach, but he's not sure which one is the hotel he got because there's 17 of them in a row here. Sun Valley. I'm like Comfort Inn, Comfort Suite, <laughs> Comfort Through. Hey. I was... But I'm also making a phone call. <laughs> I was in H-E-B, the grocery store, the other day. Brag. <laughs> and there was this guy standing in the greeting card aisle. Mm-hmm. Looked to be about 45. Mm-hmm. Supercuts, haircut, mm-hmm. that kind of dude. My people. Cargo shorts, flip-flops. Just like really uh, studying a road atlas. Oh. And I was like, this dude is behind the times. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's like he's been standing there for 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Supposed to see with, but... Uh, it just gets worse. So that right there, my brother and I uh, are about to piss ourselves. <laughs> and then what? What? Uh, the, the the last straw is when the protagonist. The last straw fighter. When the what? What's the word about? He's about to say. Protagonist uh, is couriered to uh, some some spaceship in the in the outer outer space, and uh, the. Uh, there's there's a an alien that 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 looks like doo doo, so if you don't think that uh, you can't relate to to being a, a timid. Thanks, Ross. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling, Ross. Oh, we're so glad you called, Ross. <laughs> it's good to have you back in the fold. Good to have you calling in. Oh, I sounded like an asshole just then. I was trying to go for a yeah. Good to have you back, Ross. But instead, I was like, "Gonna have you back, Ralph." I think I was hitting it. I yeah, was you were. I was right where I needed to be. It's perfect. Yeah, gigantic cross, everybody. Three protagonists. The first one, if he had just let it slide, I didn't trust it. <clears throat> yeah, and I and it paid off. Fuck. Yeah, the move is to slip it in there. Don't call attention to it. Get in, get out. My my inherent of dis, uh, distrust of Ross's comedy <laughs> paid off yet again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's gonna get there. I feel like season three, episode six, mm-hmm. he's gonna like really fucking nail it. 
Okay, let's take a break. Hello again. It's me, Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of the United States, an undefeated backyard wrestler. I can't support the telephones. I'm dead. But you can. You're very much alive. And oh, to be alive again, my friends. I tell you what I'd do if I could still draw breath. I'd go to patreon.com slash telefriendspodcast and give these, my most precious dudes, all of my money. Then I'd follow them on social media so I can see what they're doing with it. But you don't have to do all that. No, see, the best way to support telefriends, absolutely the best thing you can do to help the show is to tell a friend about it. Get them in here. Because the telefriends love you, and I, Abraham Lincoln, I love you too. Back to the show. Back to the show. <laughs> For the rest of the show, we're going to listen to one caller who did not call in the plot of a scary movie, but did call in the plot of a scary-ass life. Yes, this is real shit. Hey, telefriends. Uh, it's your friend CJ. I've got another story for you guys. So CJ, hi. Hey, CJ. So I'll call this one Ghost Story 2, and it might be uh, a few messages because I don't know how long it's going to go. Uh, but this one's a little bit scarier than the last one. Oh, good. You guys are looking for scary stories. Uh, all right. So this one... I was in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, and I was hanging out with my best friend, uh, John Connor. Who are you? John Connor! And his wife. His wife, uh, at the time, was house-sitting for one of her college teachers, who was also an author, and uh, they had like a a two-story condo kind of thing. Um, anyway, we were, we were over there and she told us that she was feeling something strange in that place and, uh, she wanted us to kind of check it out too because, uh, she at least knew that I'd, I'd have, I have a bunch of stories and I feel like I've encountered a lot of different things. So, um, anyway, we went to check it out. Um. So the way this place was set up was like uh, downstairs, uh, kitchen, living room, upstairs, two bedrooms. There was a master bedroom, and the master bedroom uh, had, I guess, even like a third story. It was like a loft over the master bedroom, an open loft. Um, and we went up into the loft area, and it's kind of like a private study. Uh, it was the teacher, authors, uh, I guess, creative space. Um, And when we went up there, it seemed a lot darker than the rest of the place in a way that wasn't just lighting. I don't know. Maybe it just felt ominous or something. Or or the lighting was just shit. But anyway, um, on going up there, I... 
saw out of one corner of this tiny uh, loft area, like an inky black uh, floating small kind of like uh, all kinds of different tentacle kind of things going on with it. And it looked uh, asymmetrical. I know this message is about to end, so I'll call back. All right. You're like my inky tentacled object. Okay. Thank you. Hey, guys. CJ here. Ghost Story 2, Part 2. All right. So I – the thing about seeing things for me is that about seeing apparitions or whatever it is that I think I'm seeing. Uh, whenever I try to look straight at it, it disappears it's only really out of side glances or out of the corner of my eye. And oftentimes I need to like scan a little bit back and forth just to see something. If, if we think something's there and that's what was happening. Every time I tried to look straight at that thing, I couldn't see it. So I glanced over to the side, was able to see it still. And it was floating there and just, uh, waving slightly with this weird, uh, tentacle things and it was completely dark like no light was reflecting it no no shadow whatever it was shadow itself I guess and both uh, John Connors and his wife they couldn't see it but they were like oh something feels really really pissed off up here I'm feeling pissed off and I have no reason to be pissed off there's something really upset up here and, and I'm like I don't feel what you're feeling but I can see it and it's right over there and after they said that and I said it it shot like across the room something that you know sci-fi movie whatever like feet of light it was just boom boom just like across the room and and it and it moved in an arc that didn't seem again like symmetrical it, it moved in kind of a weird wave with like almost a spiral in it it just like zinged across and it stayed in a different corner of the room and same thing they're like oh oh man it's it's upset it's upset let's get out of here and i was like okay that's fine it's over there and we we walked out of the room um so that was the first part of it. And we just started like, we went to a coffee shop that day and we're talking about it and we're like, oh, I wonder what that is. And uh, his wife was saying like, you know, I, I think that that author, she, uh, she has some really dark writing and she might be using that as inspiration or maybe that thing was drawn to her or connected to her in some way. And we're like, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Who knows? You know, artists, uh, often have really strange things occur around them, I think, uh, at least what I've encountered. Um, but let me get to the next part of it as this is about to end again. And I'll try to make it more concise. I'm sorry about dragging on, guys. Because here's the thing about CJ. CJ calls. There's two more of these. Same story. I never doubt him for a second. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's the people that it's, even if I don't believe in this kind of thing, Right. Which I very much don't. Really? I There's people that it's more fun to believe and go along, along with that aren't. Because he's not doing it to be like, look at this cool story I've got. Right. 
He just thinks it's interesting. Yeah. And it's not about him and he has nothing being to, an interesting person. He in has it. nothing to prove about Yeah. It. He's just like, you asked for a scary He's thing. He's not trying to convince me. No. Yeah. But at the same time, you know that he's not bullshitting you. Yeah. Like, this is something he believes. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Okay. What do you think he sees? I don't know. Hey, guys. CJ. CJ, welcome back. Ghost Story I don't care. 2, Part 3. You don't care what? I don't care what it is he sees. I know I don't believe it. That's super convenient, though. For... No, no, it's no, it's not. It's it's kind of nice. It's because I and like. It also feels a little dismissive. No, uh, no, it, I I tend it as the opposite. I tend it as for a person whose opinion I care less about. I don't have patience for this kind of thing. There's nothing fucking worse <laughs> than some idiot trying to tell you either about their dreams or their personal ghost story. But when a person who's confident about what they're talking about is talking about something that happened to them, like CJ is doing in this situation, <clears throat> yeah. I like it. It's just a story. Yeah. He's just telling you a story. Yeah. But I'm not thinking about, well, you probably actually. I would be, I will say this so far, if I was in this situation, I would have read the, some of, at least some of the author's work. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I'll say. Yeah. Because you could tell he's doing a thing like in the telling of the story where he's like, yeah, we're at a coffee shop and like, oh, she's got some dark writing. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Because he's like, fuck, I've been talking for two, two minutes, 30 seconds. Yeah. This shit's about to cut off. Yeah. I can't get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what that would that would be where I went first. For sure. Hey guys, CJ, Ghost Story Two, Part Three. Yes. Uh, that day, that night, we went to a party. Uh, I was single at the time. Met a cute chick. Uh, nice. Vibed really well with her. We. He's the vibe master. It's been settled. Whatever. We had a good time. We came back Wink. to the place that uh, his wife was house sitting. Um, they. They coupled up and had the master bedroom. I had the single, the single other bedroom uh, by myself. I didn't invite the chick back. Gentleman. Um, but a gentleman never tells about his chicks, man. <laughs> that night, went to sleep, and uh, on the door, five loud knocks happened. And woke me up, and I was so damn scared from that. It, it just woke me from, you know, dead sleep. And I remember my mind thinking at, at first, I was like, I wonder if that girl came over. And I didn't tell her where I was staying. I didn't tell her, I didn't ask her to come over, none of that. But that's just where the, the brain just tries to rationalize weird things. Sure. Anyway, and then I knew, like, no, that's not, and that's not my boy, that's not anybody that's not a person i i just had this intuitive or gut feeling like no this is that thing this thing that was pissed off earlier was knocking on my door knock knock knocking on cj's door hey 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 i uh i woke up scared i did like i mentioned in the last ghost stuff uh i did my own kind of tool to take care of myself and I just spoke out like go away and I had this feeling of pressure kind of trying to move in to the room and move over me I didn't see anything but I could feel it and I was becoming more confident and I was just like go away and it it moved Sounds away like my daughter. the feeling moved away <laughs> whatever that was that was right outside the door stopped um, I caught my breath, I got my courage up, I got up out of bed, opened the door, I checked the whole
even went over to my best friend and his wife's bedroom. I listened, didn't hear anything in there. You were like, oh. <laughs> and I looked around outside of their bedroom, the whole place. Didn't see anybody. The front door was locked. There was nobody in there, no broken windows, nothing. Uh, so I went back to sleep. Um, I was pissed from that. I was like, okay, this this thing is messing with me now, and I hope it's not messing with my friends. So, what you? What was it? Con- crunch? <laughs> Excuse me. Your French word for confrontation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the confrontation. <laughs> We're entering the confrontation of the story. Hey, CJ, ghost story two, part four. On Telefriends Season 2, Episode 4. Yeah, it all. 666. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next morning, I wake up pissed off at this thing. And uh, John Connor's wife had left to go to work. John Connor was off that day. I said, hey. He doesn't terminate on Tuesday. <laughs> hey, we need to confront this thing. It totally messed with me last night. You guys didn't even wake up from it because that's what he said. And so we went back up into the loft in the morning. uh, And again, I could see it up there. And again, I could see it in the corner. And again, my, my friend was like, this thing is really agitated and really upset. I can just feel those emotions and I don't know where they're coming from. And I wonder if at any point he was concerned that if he was to dispel this energy, capture it in some way, mm-hmm. he would ruin the career of an author. This maybe this is what's right. This is what writes the books. That's what I'm saying. Maybe had he done that, he would be writing the books right now. Oh, dude. So I was like, I don't care. I'm pissed off. And I I looked around for it. I saw it, and I was like, okay, you need to stop messing with us. I don't know what you are or what you're doing here or if you're hurting people, or what you're trying to do, you're trying to scare me, I'm not scared of you, you need to stop it. And uh, my boy, John Connor, have you seen this boy? Turned and looked at me, and the expression on his face was not one that I recognized. And at at this point, I had known this guy for, at this point, probably like eight years and he was my best friend, and he's still my best friend. Um, so I thought, Shout out to John Connor. What up, John Connor? What up, what up? I felt like I knew him pretty well. I mean, uh, pretty good rap name, right? Looking at me. I think there is a John Connor hey. rapper. So, yeah. Not too Strange. good. No, he, uh, he started staring at me and putting a smile on his face and starting to chuckle, like, really low. like, <laughs> like, and I said, knock it off. And he just, like, shook his face. And he was just, like, weird looking to me, like, confused. He was like, what? what? Uh, I was like, let's go downstairs. And we start walking downstairs. And he pauses on the stairs. And he's looking at me. And his face starts changing. And I, I just get his hand. And I just start dragging him down the stairs. And he, he gets down into the living room. His and he's, like, there. shaking his head and shaking his face around and stuff. And I'm like, you're okay. Snap out of it. Don't let this thing mess with you. You're fine. You know, I'm pissed off. Whatever. We 
we end up getting out of the place. We we get breakfast somewhere away from the place, and he's like, dude, that thing totally just, like, took me over for a minute, and I didn't even recognize what was going on. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I know. I was there. I saw it. But you're here now. You're fine. Anyway. There's 10 seconds left of this call. How is... Anyway, that's Ghost Story 2 for you guys for this season Fuck. Uh, of Telefriend. So love they you guys. Were... Jams. Lucky too, CJ. Jams. Um, but <clears throat> they just, he's just like, this is your problem, John Connor's girlfriend? Ooh. Wife? Yeah, they, we'll see you later. We're going to go downstairs. <laughs> We're going to go eat breakfast. <laughs> Deuces. Fuck. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you think John Connor's just fucking with him? I don't know. Yeah, I kind of don't think so. No. I, I think they're probably pretty both on board with, with that. That version of events. If yeah, you, for sure. Yeah. That's fucking scary stuff, man. That's fun. And it's like... That's it, a legit <laughs> gripping yarn. It doesn't have the flowery additions you get when someone's just bullshitting you with a thing that they think is going to creep you out. It's too... There was no, like, velvet curtains, yeah. melty candles. And talk about being pissed off about it. and like Yeah. Yeah. Which I could see. It makes, could it feel, see. It makes it feel real. Yeah. I like that reaction. Yeah. It's, that seems very genuine yeah. of just being like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, hey, Casey. Hey, Bo. This has been Telefriends. Say what? <laughs> That's a fun new voice I can do. Yeah, really Say like. who? <laughs> who? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Fucking thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. 304518-JAMS. Jams. Now here's something you might not know. The White House didn't have a working toilet with running water until 1876, 11 years after I died. But it sure got one now, and I will see you in it.